Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast. Presented by Sports Unlimited with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Your Baltimore Ravens breakdown of week nine begins now. Check one, two, check one, two. Is this thing on? Jaffe, you better leave that in there again. Welcome into another episode. It doesn't episode work if he intentionally fuck. does yeah. it. Oh, fuck. It, it I'm going to do it every that single is one week of now. The, what, that is one of the worst. That's not even a candid open Can you let me talk? Anymore. Can you let me talk? No. Can you let me? All right. Welcome into another episode, a brand new edition of the Fox on Fox 45. The Ravens are coming off a big Monday night win over the New Orleans Saints on the road. They improved to 6-3 and three on the year, sitting pretty atop the AFC North standings. We're going to get into a lot in this episode. Lamar getting it done without two of his biggest offensive weapons. Kenyon Drake stepping up big. Roquan Smith, the newest addition for the Baltimore Ravens, playing 76% of snaps. Uh, he made an immediate impact on this defense. Justin Houston, the guy's just ageless. Um, winning in a special place for this Baltimore Ravens franchise in New Orleans at the Superdome. Some bye week thoughts and the Panthers. They're up next, but the Ravens, they don't play a game until 13 days from now. 13 days without Ravens football. Can fans handle that? Guys, let's get into some initial thoughts from last night's win over the Saints. Uh, pretty solid performance all around. There were some moments we can nitpick and we can pick apart. We were like, all right, what's this team doing? But for the most part... It's looked like a team that's playoff contenders and could easily win the AFC North. Yeah, I think they were really lost. New Orleans was really lost for a lot of part of this game. And Roquan Smith, you see the impact he has immediately, like you mentioned. I think that takes a lot of the pressure off of someone like Justin Houston. So he's able to, again, anytime you can get another person that can get after the quarterback, it's huge. And the defense looked really comfortable. New Orleans couldn't really get anything going. I mean, they, they had that touchdown drive late where the Ravens kind of gave up on defense. But, again, game was already in hand. So I think you're... Very confident with how the team looked in what was kind of a trap game spot. Monday Night Football, looking ahead to the bye week, they were comfortable. This defense looks like it has answered a lot of the questions that were being asked earlier in the season. Granted, the schedule has gotten a little bit easier, but there's now a little bit more experience. And I'm talking about the rookies back there in the secondary. The young players who haven't um, gotten much playing time up until now are getting more reps they're seeing the field better than they had been earlier. And I feel like sticking better to coverage right now has been allowing this front seven to really get after the quarterback. You're going to look at Lamar Jackson's performance last night in the box score, and nothing's really going to jump out to you. He went 12 of 22, 133 yards and a touchdown passing. Then he added 11 carries for 82 yards. But this is without Mark Andrews and then Rashad Bateman. Bateman, who's done for the season, getting Liz Frank surgery on his foot. So Jackson really spread the ball around, and he got it done when he needed to. And you, you brought up something before we even started the podcast. There wasn't one guy, receiving-wise, that had more than two catches, really spreading it around, sharing the ball. And 
it was really, if you're a Ravens fan, it's something you love to see, his ability to get it done without his two top targets. It's what leadership looks like, right? In the huddle, when he's the one who has the ball and can spread it around, that this is what he has to do. There isn't that go-to receiver right now, and this is a sign of a quarterback who's really developing as a passer, right? Because if you don't have a go-to guy that you're going to try and force the ball to, whether he's covered or not, you have to be seeing the field, anticipating who's coming open and delivering the ball to that spot. And even though he was really just over 50% passing, he had to do that, and it worked out. Yeah, I think you put him in this position, it's going to be what he's going to have to do the rest of the season. So you're comfortable if you're a Ravens fan knowing, hey, Lamar can get it done on the road without some of his top weapons. With you know, No one's going to say the Ravens have the best offense in the league. No one's going to say they have the best deep threats in the league. But to have a guy that can, again, like Jaffe said, find the open man and make the right plays and not make some of the silly mistakes that we saw earlier in the season that cost them some of the games, I think you're seeing a lot of growth from a guy that's going to have to adjust in these Checked all the boxes so far the past three, four weeks. Deshaun Jackson elevated from the practice squad. We know what he's been able to do over the course of his career. Uh, Three-time pro bowler. He's a deep threat. He still is a deep threat. He had one catch for 16 yards. He had another big catch uh, for, I I forget how many yards it went for, but it got taken back because of a penalty. And he's getting behind defenders. He he, uh, tweaked his hamstring, and that's what Harbaugh said. It's, It's a tweak, but we also heard that it was a tweak with Bateman at first. So, you know, pump the brakes a little bit on that. We'll wait and see what happens with Jackson. But for now, it's a tweak of the hamstring. And for for a guy at 35 years old to come in, um, he's gradually learned this playbook. And to step up on Monday night, like I said, only I, I know he only had one catch for 16 yards, but he could be very beneficial to this football team going forward with Bateman done for the season. Yeah, I mean, picking up the playbook shouldn't be too difficult for him because you know, his route tree is go. You know, maybe do maybe do a double move or you know a little comeback just to sell it um, for you know future routes you know down down the uh, down the game. But it's he, he's a veteran. He'll he'll pick it up easily. The bye week should hopefully help if it is just a tweak. But you never know with hammies; those can just come right back up. Thirty five years old too. It's it's you don't see a lot of receivers make it to thirty five at that position. But hopefully he's healthy again. The bye week coming in and. Hopefully, again, they need that weapon. So I just, I just think it's a shame that Joachim Bateman don't get to work together more because Rashad Bateman is the guy who could have learned so much from him because their skill sets are similar. I don't think anyone will be quite as fast as Jackson was in his prime, but Bateman (laughs) with the ability to you sell his moves and get open downfield, man, you just to work on your ball tracking and seeing how Jackson did it would have been amazing. He's still a speedster. And another guy that stepped up was Isaiah Likely. He only had one catch for 24 yards, but that 24-yard catch went for a touchdown, and it was Lamar's 100th career touchdown. Uh, I believe it was passing touchdown. It could have been yeah. career touchdown, yeah. So, no, passing touchdown. Yep. And uh, listen, correct me if I'm wrong down the line. We could have, we could have, uh, we could have those segments in there. But 100 touchdowns for Lamar Jackson, I'll just leave it at that. And for Likely, there were some rookie mistakes there. There were some drop catches, getting set at the line late in the game. Um, but that'll come with time. He'll be okay. And he's everything this team expected him to be, I'm sure. With with a fourth-round draft pick, everything and more. So a, a guy I want to talk about, though, that, that really, really stepped up, and he was an acquisition for this team, is Kenyon Drake. 
he ended up having 24 carries, 93 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, the guy's been phenomenal for this football team the past two games especially. He had a touchdown receiving against Tampa Bay, comes out and has two touchdowns on the ground. And with Gus Edwards out, he was inactive. With J.K. Dobbins out, um, he's going to be gone for a few weeks. That's big time for this offense. When you have when you're going up against a struggling team and you've got a lead like the Ravens did, unlike earlier this year, they really put them to the sword. You had a workhorse at running back that they just kept feeding the ball to and just suffocating the life out of this game, and it was awesome. Uh, it, without um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards to be able to rely on Kenyon Drake to just pound the ball, stay in bounds, chew up clock, get first downs. You you can't ask for a better winning formula once you get a lead. Yeah, playing with lead. I mean, this is outside of week one, their biggest margin of victory this season. Again, the Saints just got that late touchdown as well to, to get it to 13. But you look at this team struggled early in the season with putting away leads. And again, like Jaffe said, everything today or last night's game felt like they were preparing and doing the right thing and managing the clock well enough to get the job done, and they did. So it was Lamar's 100th career passing touchdown. I was right the first time, and then, of course, I contradict myself like I always do, so I wasn't completely sure. But the hope going into this bye week is that you get Mark Andrews back for Carolina. You get Gus Edwards back for Carolina. You get Deshaun Jackson back for Carolina. Uh, JPP had a a minor, minor injury as well, uh, getting him back as well. But Tyus Bowser. He's he's back. First game back for him. Uh, David Ajabo, he's set to come back. His comeback's on the horizon. This defense could look very special, especially with the addition of Roquan Smith. And while he only had three tackles last night, there was a series in the first half where he had back-to-back big-time stops. Um, And that's what you get Roquan Smith for, adding to this defense. And he hasn't had a lot of time to learn the playbook. I'm sure that he hasn't even learned the whole thing yet. But Roquan Smith is going to be huge for Mike McDonald in this Ravens defensive unit. And he showed flashes of it last night. Anytime you have a guy that can get more pressure on the quarterback and just be a game wrecker like Roquan Smith was, I mean, he was the backbone of that Bears defense. And yeah. to have that come to Baltimore, again, takes the pressure off someone like Justin Houston. Again, this defensive front has been solid all year. And just having him to kind of be another layer of protection is huge. And I think makes them a lot more comfortable. Five tackles for him. Uh, two of them were big ones, like we just talked about. What did you like from him, Jaffe? I think just it's the speechless. veteran presence that, that is brought to this defense is the most important right now. The ability to communicate and know how to get the best out of your teammates is what we're seeing right now. Yeah, the point they got him, he led the NFL in tackles with 83 Um, he's going to have a lot of double-digit tackle games down the line. A guy that just had an unbelievable performance last night, the ageless wonder, Justin Houston. How about it? Two and a half sacks, an interception. What's gotten into this guy? He's been unbelievable. He entered the night tied for 13th in sacks. Now he's second. What's up? It it is the fountain of youth. There's really no explanation for this right now. I think everyone is sort of on the bandwagon and enjoying the ride and seeing how far he can go. Game wrecker again. I mean, he was a disaster (laughs) for the Saints. And 
I don't know either. I, that's all the analysis I have. You love, I don't you know love either. That game wrecker, man. You, <laughs> you love, you love well, throwing it out there. It's like you, saw, you got a better right. term. Let's you're, hear it. No, Let's you're absolutely you. right. I like the term. I mean, you game see what happened. You know, the, the big names out there, like you, you think of in terms of I, I mean, guys who just get after the quarterback. The, the first name that comes to my mind is Khalil Mack, and we haven't heard of him since his first year with the Bears. He just sort of quietly disappeared. And Justin Houston had that middle part of his career, too, where he was a little bit quieter. And then suddenly, bam, you just steal a word from John Madden. Boom! You know, here he comes. And what an impact player. I don't think anyone saw it coming on this defense. And it's just, I mean, he's here. He's doing it. Just enjoy it. No, and he talked post-game last night. And he contemplated retirement last season. And John Harbaugh today in his press conference had to cover his ears listening to that because no coach wants to hear that. Oh, this guy's about to retire. No chance. He comes back and he's doing unbelievable things. And I believe if he gets to double-digit sacks, he'd be the first Raven to do so since Terrell Suggs. So that would be huge. You talk about the linebackers that have come through here, the edge guys that have come. For, for Justin Houston to do what he's doing right now at 33 years old, that is huge for this defense with the pieces they have. So the Ravens last night, they got a win in a stadium that is near and dear to their hearts. Obviously, they don't play there every week. But winning your second Super Bowl in franchise history – at what was the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now it's Caesars Superdome because you got all the, the sponsorships and this and that, and Mar- you know, all the stuff. But it'll always be the Superdome. The Ravens, they won that Super Bowl back then. To come back, John Harbaugh even talked about it after the game. Really special place um, for them to be able to, to come back and do so. And the best part is the light stayed on for the entirety of the game. So that, that was big for everybody. Well, it just feels like ages ago that they celebrated the 10-year <laughs> anniversary of that Super Bowl team that went down there and won it just because they haven't been at home (laughs) played at home in what three and a half weeks now Uh, but who who could forget that game the Battle of the Harbaugh's uh Joe Joe Flacco um Joe Flacco (laughs) right elite quarterback (laughs) against a young rookie uh QB from San Francisco uh who you know was that dual threat uh, Colin Kaepernick and boy you know where you know everyone has gone over the past 10 years and just to be able to go down memory lane and think about what what a wonderful game that was it had everything I mean the Ravens jumping out to that big lead everything swinging after the the power outage and it really became just one of the all-time great Super Bowls back and forth to the end no Beyonce at halftime last night though that's the only that's the only detractor I mean that's the only oh, thing last shyly. night was missing for the Ravens man of course, you'd say something well, like that. You know, she could uh, be back in football if you know Jay Z gets in on the Commanders. True, you never <laughs> there's a chance, man. That's a whole different situation. We'll talk about. There are obviously some things the Ravens need to brush up, like the play last night, that fourth quarter touchdown from the Saints. Chuck Clark just stopped. Harbaugh talked post game, and he said, "That's a tough situation. You're taught to play to the whistle, but if Chuck Clark." ends up hitting him out of bounds, ends up getting 15 yards, and then it's different. You get, you get, you know, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword there. He, he just stopped on the play, lets him run in for the touchdown. Um, it was a mess-up. It was a mess-up. And, and I think you do have to play for the, to the whistle there because there was no whistle. If he steps out, usually there's a whistle, and that play happened a little bit, you know, a couple yards downfield. So that's, that's on Chuck Clark, and I'm sure he's beating himself up over that a little bit. 
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And then Marcus Peters got into it a little bit with Harbaugh. Uh, on the sideline, but at the end of the day, Peters looked at Harbaugh after Harbaugh kind of like, you know, tapped him on the chest, and Peters goes, I got you, I got you. So it's a team that was obviously frustrated early on in the season, but it looks like they're coming together. Ronnie Stanley and Lamar Jackson got into it as well. I don't know if you guys got to see that, but it was on a uh, delay of game, um, or, or potential delay of game, where they they just took forever to snap the ball. And Ronnie gets in Lamar's face. And Lamar gets in Ronnie's face. And Lamar's obviously ticked off. And then on the sideline, they're going at it again. But listen, brothers fight. I fight with my brother all the time. It, it happens. And when you're when you're that close with someone, when you're that tight-knit with someone, arguments are going to happen because it's a competitive nature of everyone on the football field. This team wants to win. And honestly, looking at their schedule, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think I'm Captain Obvious saying that. And I don't want to jinx anything, but I, I truly think that there's a chance this team could win out. It's the cards. Everything is lining up for them to be able to do so. Uh, you just never know what it's one of those big um, questions, right? Do you want that bye week in the middle of a three game winning streak? You, ha- you haven't been on a roll like this in a year and a half. Or do you take the rest anyways? And I think right now with the injuries that are at the, well, we'll, we'll take the rest anyways. As for the little bit of infighting, when you've got two players as good as Ronnie Stanley and Lamar Jackson, yeah. those Fantastic. two going at it, that's not a problem. They're two guys who you want to hold each other accountable in any and all situations. I love it. I love seeing that. And it'd be different if it was constant, 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 week in and week out, but it's the competitive nature. It's you're going to argue with with your brother, with your cousin, with your with your friend, like we've argued before, you know, it, it happens. It's also different when you're winning versus when you're losing. You want accountability yes. when you're winning and everyone will take that criticism. When you're struggling as a team and you have that fighting, it's, it's everything's it's lot, yeah, falling it's apart. Diff- it's blame, it's finger yes, pointing. Yes, and you don't want that at all. I don't the, think that's the case. By this is avoiding case. complacency. Yes. Yeah, I think you like teammates getting after teammates. Chuck Clark, that's a tricky one. You don't want to get chippy at the end. You don't want to have a late hit called on you. So I don't think you should beat himself up too much on that. But I think you guys were spot on with Ronnie Stanley and Lamar. And you look ahead at the schedule, they're going to be favored, what, in every game except Cincinnati? Maybe. I mean, they might be favored in that one anyway. But 12, 13 wins has to feel like what you expect right now if if you're looking at this schedule. Guys, we can, you know, bye week thoughts, obviously. They're 6-3 and three right now. They're sitting atop the AFC North. Let's run through their schedule real quick right now. And consensus win, consensus loss. We'll, we'll kind of run through it. So, Well, real next. quick, let's just make sure nobody hops on an ATV in Cabo. Jeez. <laughs> oh my God. Why you... <laughs> but back to your other point, they had the mini buy with Tampa Bay, and they looked fine last yeah. night. So hopefully that's not much of a concern when you look at what it's only – Three more days between these games. I think this Carolina team needs to ahead. be rested up. I think the bye will help them rather than hurt them because they're yeah. on a roll right now, which is good. But when you go Sunday, then Thursday, then Monday, like 
your your schedule and your clock's all messed up. Like if I'm going working on this day, that day, this day, like and they got the perfect position for the buy. Yeah, right. It is right in the middle. They they've gotten through just over half their schedule. Rest up, and it is going to be a sprint to the finish. All right. Up next, they have the Panthers. They're two and seven, zero oh and four on the road. That's that's a win, correct? Should be. Like, it, it, am I missing anything here? Baker. Baker has Baker has beaten the Ravens. Okay. He but. knows he knows the defense, right? He's one of the few guys that they're going up against right now that has a significant amount of time against the Ravens and experience against them. He, well, he's the only quarter. That's, that's the, if he starts. That's the Jeff. only wild card. PJ Walker's their starter right now. But he knows. When you get into the when you get into the film room, he knows the tendencies. He knows he can coach up that. You've got that entire coaching staff in turmoil, but. He still wants to win, Don't right? Overlook he my wants to be. Guy, PJ I am just like saying. I am just saying. He knows Ravens' defensive tendencies, and can provide that information whether he plays or not. Thank you very much for playing devil's advocacy here. Uh, that's a loss, anyway. Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see who's eating their words in two. I'm not saying it's a win. I'm saying it's a wild card. So it's a loss for the Panthers. It's not a loss for the Ravens. Got, it's a wild card. If they figure out how to stop the run. It's, right. it's a wild card. We're saying that's we're saying that's a win for the Ravens. Jacksonville on the road. They're three and six, two and three at home. That should be a win as well. Correct? Uh, there's no one on Jacksonville that scares me. Then they come back on December fourth. They host the Broncos. Three and five. One and three on the road are the Broncos. Uh Broncos Country, let's win. ride. Probably win. not. That's yeah, a win. win for the Ravens. Ravens as well. flock, let's yes. fly. Ravens yeah. flock, let's fly. That's the uh the, <laughs> the Russell Justin Wilson Tucker. revenge game on Justin Tucker. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> You're rocking with that? No, I'm just kidding. I, here's here's my <laughs> prediction in that game. Justin Tucker will be responsible for more points scored in that game than Russell Wilson. Oh, all right. Mark it down. We gotta write that one down. All right. December eleventh at Pittsburgh. It's a Six and th- all right, so Pittsburgh's two and six, one and two. That's another team with a losing record. That is four straight teams with losing records. I think at Acupuncture Stadium or whatever they call it now, <laughs> Kreischer. I have no clue how to even say it, man. It'll always be Heinz Field to me, but but I like that'll be a hostile environment, big rivalry game, and that's. The Steelers aren't you, good this year. You say it's going to be a hostile environment. I think there is going to be. Probably since this rivalry really took off, the largest Ravens contingent at that game. They're traveling, man. Ever. They, they're making every it game. Is, Tampa, they made it feel like a home game. Uh, New Orleans, they made it feel like a home I, game. I, the this players is, are feeling that This energy. is the worst Pittsburgh's ever looked yeah, in well, my lifetime. I think I mean, after that game, the talk, sport, the, you know, the, the talk sports radio up in Pittsburgh is going to be, how do we let the Ravens fan take over this stadium it's it split between that and outrage at the organization or Mike Tomlin. Well, what's the – I mean, Tomlin's what? Hasn't had a losing record in his coaching tenure? I mean, that's – No, they eked it out last year. Yeah. That's going to break this year, you'd have to think, two and six. Okay. It's not like they're going to um, bring Mitch Trubisky back off the bench with Kenny Pickett, who hasn't looked like a first-rounder, by the way. Up next, they go to Cleveland December 18th. And they will have a new face at quarterback for that game. Deshaun Watson uh, will be back. He's set to come back against Houston a few weeks prior against his former team. He'll be back. That's on the road. Cleveland, also with a losing record, 3-5 and five overall, 2-3 and three at home. What are we thinking there? 
I think the Ravens win that game. I think you do whatever you can to pummel that quarterback as much as you can because he just hasn't played in so long. Put him under pressure because he's going to break. That game speed will not be there for him. I mean, I can't pick the Browns in good conscience ever since that signing. So <laughs> I, I see I, it pretty similar. I would say you can't He'll pick have, the let's, Browns let's in take, any game over the history of our lifetime. Yeah, you talk about lacking the game experience. He'll have had uh, two games under his belt, one against yeah. the Texans, one against the Bengals, both road games, and then you come back. That'll be his first game at home. So we'll see what that they game. They did some good I things think, in the passing game against the Ravens when they yeah, played earlier this they year. Did. I mean, they, had they, the, did. they hit a couple deep balls. So yeah, and they kept it close. that's something to work so, on if you're the Ravens. I think – that's still a win for the Ravens. Just looking, just looking at the schedule. There's not a team on here that that really concerns me. If I'm a Ravens fan, um, Atlanta the next week at home, and Atlanta's had a, a better season than they have in the past. But four and five overall, one and three on the road are the Falcons. I think that's a win for the Ravens as well. Yeah, I, it's it's the Falcons, right? That they're right now. The best team left on that schedule. Talking pretty casually about the division leaders in the NFC South. Let's just say that, you know. <laughs> then they go, they're hosting Pittsburgh. That is a New Year's Day game. Yeah. Um still the Steelers are not the Steelers of the past this season. Maybe they'll get there in, in the near future. Not the near future, but this is rebuild year for them. They're not good. They stink. They yeah, yeah. I think that's another win for the Ravens. The, and, o- the only game on the schedule, and that is what we talked about before, that raises eyebrows or, or is maybe like, all right, maybe the Ravens don't win this game, is at Cincinnati, the season finale, the regular season finale. I mean, if they reel off what we've all been discussing, right, they don't need that game. I, I doubt that would even make a difference in – uh, postseason positioning uh, at that point. However, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Oh, we're getting far ahead. Yeah, I, we're finishing off the regular oh, season. We I just, yeah, I know. We, we, we are. We know where you're going. Realistically, you expect this to be a six-game winning streak by the time they get to Pittsburgh. Because, as you mentioned, it's a hostile environment, and you just don't know how some of these young players and this – Defense that still really hasn't played together that long will react in that loud of an environment. Like I said, if you're going to lose a game, that would be the game that I would look at. I'm not saying they're going to lose that game, but that's the only game on the schedule where I'm like, any win, they could lose. It could go either way. The rest of the opponents on the schedule, they should all be wins down the line. But any loss, any loss in that stretch totally changes the perception and feeling about this team it does because they've already proven they can lose to anyone i wouldn't be stunned if jacksonville beats them i'll say it on the road right. weird place to play at one o'clock they looked really good after going down 17 nothing against the raiders they've shown flashes i don't know if they can do it for a whole game but this is also not a team to overlook this is also the perfect bye week weather wise like you're going to miss what is going to be probably or could be a wild weather weekend of games on the east coast <laughs> with the uh, tropical storm that is expected to come up the coast sometime this weekend and just dump a whole bunch of rain here so real quick before we go we'll, we'll just real quick touch on the panthers their next game it's in 
13 or so days. My math is terrible, so it's probably less, probably more. Who knows? But 13 well, days, hold me to it. By the time our faithful <laughs> listeners listen to this, you know, sometime tomorrow, yeah, later this we're, week, we're it'll recording be this on Tuesday. Just election so day. So I'm, election I'm not day a complete Tuesday. idiot. I'm not smartest person in the world, but I'm not that dumb. Uh, Panthers have lost one, two, three, four, five. Um, they've lost five of their last six games. Their lone win in that span, a 21-3 victory over the Buccaneers, who haven't looked great this season. Um, but this, you're hoping as a Ravens fan that this team's well-rested, Gus is back, Andrews is back, Deshaun Jackson's back, and they should run this team out of M&T Bank Stadium. It's the first game back at home yeah. in a while, so they'll, they'll be fired up and ready to go as well. They should. I just still have that Baker wild card in there just because of how much he knows about this team and can help um, their offensive strategy against the Ravens. But that's that's it. No, nothing else is concerning. Yeah, I think it should be comfortable. should be a blowout. Should be a blowout. All right, mark if, it down. Are we? If they do lose, boy, are we going to have a lot to talk oh, about. Oh, we're going to have a field day with it, as we should, because that's a game you should not lose against the Panthers. Uh, Jaffe, when are we recording our next episode? Are we doing a, a bye week special, or is this the bye week special? Oh, we'll have to figure it out after election stuff okay, here. So. We, we are knee deep, you know, Tom and I are knee-deep in our election coverage. We hope you enjoyed <laughs> it by the time you listen to this. Maybe you'll never hear from us again. No, I'm just kidding. No. We're going to keep doing these <laughs> weekly. Um if, like I said, if you have any complaints, concerns, email Michael Jaffe at <laughs> hotmail.com or whatever. <laughs> different email every week. Now, yeah, yeah, different yeah. email every I, week. I think it's netzero.com. Yeah, netzero.com. No, at AIM. He's got his <laughs> AIM out. account. mjaffe2422. Yeah, tweet at him. Exactly. But thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we'll see you next time, not next week, same time. Same place. I can't even speak right now, man. I'm just my my brain just is scrambled. Give it the title. All right. Cue <laughs> yeah, the, the title. Gym. Yeah, yeah. We know. Cue we'll the, the, the music. Cue right. the music. I did go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. Right now. I'm just right. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.